Hello, welcome to another episode of the Solution Focus Toolkit. I'm Michael Dawson from the Action Factory and for decades we've been working to take solution focused brief therapy out of the therapy room and into your workplace. And I'm talking to you every Monday morning because you are our ideal listener. You work in social care, education, residential, youth work. You're in the people business and we come along every Monday to remind you that you've got the greatest job in the world helping improve people's lives. Um, This podcast sees the world through a solution-focused lens and as always we attempt to kind of break down the solution-focused approach, put it back together in a way that works for you. Um, Bearing in mind of course that we're now switching for the short term at least into kind of fortnightly episodes, uh, probably every two weeks, even though I tend to upload maybe on a Friday for that Monday morning podcast, we'll do it every other week. I think we've been a bit heavy on you. (laughs) for the time being it's a good thing to subscribe as well if you subscribe then of course you you probably get reminders of episodes and you won't really miss them Uh, if you don't then that's fine as I always say I'll still be here talking to myself anyway because I love doing the podcast it helps me to form my particular thoughts around the solution focused model so this week I want to talk about what we call the three overlapping circles. What makes a solution-focused team? Now, a solution-focused team, I'm not talking about a therapeutic team. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about what makes your team solution-focused, use the approach consistently as a team, and how do we approach that as a way of working with you? And example might be, you could be a small team of youth workers. You could be on a charity project working with, uh, you could be working with residential care. Any of those social models, then the Solution Focus Toolkit is really where you want to be because we don't work and train people to be therapists. In fact, we train you to not, not be a therapist. (laughs) The way that we do that is say, look, just put the solution-focused approach into your team and feel that vibration change, feel a consistency with the way that you work with your client group. So the way that we do that is that, and there may be some very, very interesting questions here, is that we break down the training uh, into kind of three overlapping circles. Okay, the first one is you, such as, you know, knowing who you are, What's your role in your client's day-to-day life and why this matters? The second circle is actually your clients. You know, what's their age, their coping mechanisms and the things that commonly weave in and out of their daily lives. The third one is, of course, the model, the components within the solution-focused toolkit, breaking them down and reassembling them to work in a different way for you because you are not therapists. Okay, so first of all, there's you, okay, and um, we have to ask ourselves some questions in within that circle about you. What's your service? What do you do? Um, we worked with uh, youth clubs. We've worked with social work teams. We've worked with police teams. We've worked with uh, youth clubs, all of those kinds of people business, particularly where you may come up against social problems if you like so asking ourselves what's your style what's the vibe of the team what's it like basically where you work for a client and being a client we ask ourselves that question it's really really important 
Also, how do you interact with your client and what are their expectations of you? You know, it may be that, uh, as we always say, you know, to, to be a solution focused worker, you don't need problems. And even if you get them, they're not yours. So you may never be approached, um, but you may be. And so it's important that your team are able to assess themselves personally. Yeah. And know what the expectations are of them. It may be signposting. And your personal kind of demeanour. What's your personality? What's your outlook on life? And more importantly, you as a professional. You as a professional. I don't care what you do. You are a professional. You need to think about what you do when you walk in. And some people who are not as knowledgeable think that a guy that works in a youth club hangs out with young kids and plays pool all day. If you're a professional, that's not what you're doing. You are thinking about what you're doing. You are thinking about the young people you are involved in and approaching. You're not hanging out with all the, you know, the popular kids. Um, I think there's a big understanding that you are, you are a professional. And um, I'm sorry if you do that kind of job and you don't get recognised for that. I don't think on a lot of occasions you do. So in the Solution Focus Toolkit, we ask you to kind of examine these personal elements and how they affect you and how you may want to change some of those. Just going into the second circle, the second circle is, of course, your clients, their interaction with you. Again, very, very similar. How much time do they spend with you? Reliability. How much reliability do they have on you? Are you a guy at a youth club? They don't really rely on you very much. If you're in the care service, a foster carer, a key worker, they are heavily, heavily dependent upon you. And that has a massive effect, as we will show in the Solution Focus Toolkit, as you know, um, a massive effect and influence on the outcomes for your clients. What about their issues? Are there none? Are they common? Are they transient or very, very deep? Okay, and what's the age of the client group, the appropriateness of any content? And of course, as I've just said, you know, your influence. And, and, and it was funny when I was writing the notes for this, I've often asked a question and I'll share this with you. Um, I was in care as a, as a kid for most of my childhood in institutional care. And I've often met people who say, oh, I'm just like my dad, me. I'm just like my mum, me and stuff like that. And uh, and I've thought, well, what am I like? What am I like? Who am I like? But it's true to say, without a shadow of a doubt, um, and they will never know it, there are members of staff who worked in those homes that I was in who were, who were a massive influence on me, apart from other people who had the opportunity and some people I didn't even know. But if you're in that position, your morals and your standing count and so, you know, from your client's point of view, I think it's really important that you are aware of the influence that you have. I love a story about a guy who goes to the circus and he's got his two kids with him and they say, oh, right, it's, uh, it's eight quid. And if the kids are under five, then uh, if the kids are under seven, it's three quid. So he says, right, I'll have three tickets, five pounds. And the guy behind the counter says to him, well, you should have said he's only a little lad. You'd have got away with him being under seven. He would never, you know, no one would have ever known. And the dad says he'd have known. And um, 
I love that story because it's a little story just like what I'm talking about, influence and moral standing and all those kinds of things that you will have with your client being aware of that. And then, of course, finally, the final circle is the model itself. Solution-focused brief therapy. Is it consistent within your service? Is it running through everything from the way you treat your staff to staff recruitment to the vibe in the building with clients? Are your people trained consistently uh, in the disciplines? Now, are you able to kind of work constantly on the skills involved and the practice? And are you able to do that even with new members of staff? I've known that be a big issue. New member of staff comes in, five team members all trained in solution-focused approach. A new member of staff comes in and it's kind of communicated as best as possible. Now, I'm pleased to say um, that obviously that is the whole concept of the Solution Focus Toolkit, of course, because when you when you buy into our online training, you have lifetime membership and everything new that we put up is not only available to you and your staff to keep their practice skills high and you can keep in touch with me and all that kind of thing. It never ends, unlike some quick training, two days, blows your mind, it's awesome, you go back to work, you get a couple of new people and it suddenly becomes a little bit watered down. Um, We've got numerous interactive and interchangeable exercises. You have lifetime access and you can constantly assess yourself and assess your team. So remember, the course includes a copy of the Solution Focus Toolkit, PDF notes and all your additional work experiential exercises and extras such as the YouTube channel and direct contact, all that kind of thing. I only say that because within this podcast, um, despite the little advert at the end, we I was trying to explain the three outer circles that make a solution-focused team really tick. And that's my big, big um, belief. So there you go. Sorry about the little sales bit at the end. But it's something that I think is massively important. Okay, that's it for another Monday. And I hope that made sense. I hope there was some tiny nuggets in there for you. There certainly is for me. Because while I'm talking to myself, I always find that I love doing this podcast because it helps to kind of gather my thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Solution Folks Toolkit. Have a great week. And remember, you've got the greatest job in the world. You're in the people business. And don't forget, somewhere around here, you can sign up for the free PDF series. Check our website, theactionfactory.com. There's free lessons on there and all that kind of thing. Thanks for being there. I'm going to be back soon. Bye for now. (laughs) 